taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbooge of food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit down down with the unbooge of food aid. Good morning, Twin Cities. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Hopefully you're having breakfast, cup of coffee, newspaper, or just relaxing in the morning. It's a nice day out, even though it is still kind of chilly and cold. You know, we're not through winter yet. But we're longing for spring. Thank you all so much for supporting my show, uh, The Ambuji Foodie. You, as you know, we, I am here <laughs> every Saturday right at 10 a.m. Right here on 104.7 FM, WEQYLP, St. Paul. Uh, I want to uh, definitely, it's going to be a different type of show today because I had an opportunity to sit down with a really great chef, Chef J. Paul Johnson of Cooks of Hope. Um, You'll find out a little bit more about him, but really awesome interview. So that portion or that segment is actually going to be taped and we'll get into that in just a moment. But I want to give you later on, you'll have an opportunity to call into the radio station if you have any comments, questions, uh, or just want to going to give a shout out to maybe a restaurant or talk about a restaurant that you've gone to. So that telephone number is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. Save that number. You'll have an opportunity to call during the time where um, I taped the interview or recorded the interview, if you would. Um, I'm making it available, of course, on today's show. Uh, Call in after that. Uh, again, feel free to share any type of points that you like. But also, I want to encourage you, uh, if you are, if you've not already, please follow me on Facebook, which is the Unbougie Foodie. Uh, Instagram is uh, the underscore Unbougie Foodie, and then Twitter is at Unbougie Foodie. Uh, also, I do have a website that you can also visit as well. It is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Uh, but lastly. I want to encourage you, if perhaps you're, you know, those of us that are driving around in the neighborhood very locally (laughs) to St. Paul, um, if you have some friends or maybe if you have followed me on Facebook, you will actually see that even if you're outside of the bounds of where our antenna is, you could still listen to the show. Honestly, I have folks in California that listen to my show, too. So I really uh, would want to encourage you to um, don't feel that you can't. But go to TuneIn.com and then search for W-E-Q-Y. And then maybe if you have, uh, you know, 
if you'd like to listen to it on your mobile devices, uh, definitely download the TuneIn app and you'll be able to actually stream the show live as well. So before I get started with uh, the interview, I want to mention that uh, Chef um, Jay Paul, he, they're doing a great um, I, I work or collaboration with others within the community, and that's going to come up in the conversation as well. But an event that he's actually happening today from that's happening today from 11 to 7 p.m. Uh, Eat Cooks of Hope, which is um, the organization that Chef Jay Paul um, is is founder of, if you would. Uh, they are actually going to be working, uh, collaborating with another organization or <laughs> culinary, I guess, powerhouse, um, Buddy Boy Fine Barbecue. And they're going to be serving smoke, smoke brisket. Um, Chef Joe is going to be out there uh, with his team. They are doing this in collaboration to wa- raise awareness of what uh, happened to Chef Jerry Evans. Um, there is a GoFundMe page, and if you go to their um, they, their event page, if you would, you'll see that uh, GoFundMe information. And again, just if you don't know already, Chef Jerry uh, indicated that what uh, had a heart attack, um, and I shouldn't put that out there, but just he had a ma- major medical um, situation, and so. They are doing all they can to bring support to the family, um, but it, it's someone that means very much to um, Chef J. Paul. Uh, they were their brother; they considered themselves brothers. And what more? What better way to actually show your support uh, than letting that person know you're there for their family, giving them support? And as you know, medical expenses are not cheap or inexpensive so you know there are so many different opportunities that he's creating um, different pop-ups or collaborations to um, show that he cares for the community so we'll get started with that um, with um, that interview so stay tuned and yeah make sure that you're listening in hi folks this is Wesley Wright your unbougie foodie here out in the community, and I'm sitting down with a wonderful chef by the name of Chef J. Paul Johnson. Yes, Chef J. Paul Johnson. Thank you, man, for let, for allowing me to be here. No, but thank you so much, um, Chef, for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, but you're here with a really great uh, one a reason. We want to find out more about you, but then also... Um, there's something that's that you're doing within the community that uh, folks really need to know and, and support. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But uh, one, I want to uh, again thank you all so much for sitting down with us. But Chef Jay Paul is going to actually tell us um, some information about himself. So if you mm-hmm. would start and just tell us what you do, tell us about your food, um, all of that. Yes, uh, I'm originally from uh, South Carolina, the low country, the Sea Islands of South Carolina. And I've been here in Minnesota for like 11 years. Uh, South Minneapolis is my home. Uh, I really uh, appreciate the community there in South Minneapolis. Uh, Cooks of Hope was founded out of a need to raise money for a nonprofit organization. Uh, Since then, we evolved. Now we are doing pop-ups at Provision Kitchen. And uh, we're just uh, 
just a place to express our story uh, through food, and uh, it's just a great uh, opportunity for us. And I want to thank Provision Kitchen for giving us that opportunity. They are a great uh, organization, right? And yes. Uh, a space to actually work. I know that it's almost like there are other um, chefs or, or culinary uh, individuals that work out of that space or with that space, you know, to yep. provide. But specifically, uh, Cooks of Hope. Um, how long have you actually been doing Cooks of Hope itself? Uh, Cooks of Hope was founded back in 2016. Okay. And, uh, you know, like I said, since then we evolved. You know, we, we, we do fundraisers for nonprofits. Uh, as a red as a now, we are doing pop-ups that are dedicated to uh, Chef Jerry Evans. Okay. And, uh, you know, he was... Uh, he is my mentor. Uh, he's one of the first one at George Floyd, uh, passing out food and cooking for people, just having that big heart and that big smile. You know, we are part of a, a church called Worldwide Outreach for Christ, 38th in Chicago. And uh, one of the things that we uh, we focus on is just showing God's love. And, uh, and Jerry would definitely always be there. Uh, showing God's love. Oh, that's wonderful. Last week I had an opportunity to share some of that information, you know, trying to get that uh, out to the community as well, encouraging folks to definitely support you all in your, your efforts yes. for the family as well as one to get some great food as well but again more so that support of the family and and for this cause from, from what i understand the his food was amazing amazing <laughs> amazing There's nobody so, can duplicate that food. right yeah. so i i totally get that but you know because you know you what okay so what actually made you start uh, cooks of hope what yeah. was the premise behind it yeah well uh I used to be an uh, executive chef, um, I used to be a, a corporate chef uh, also. Uh, I got to the point where uh, the title really didn't motivate me no more. It was the passion to uh, cook great food and to mentor people uh, and to help people in the best way that I know how to. You know, using the skill set that God has given me to just work with other people to improve the quality of lives. Right. You know, uh, I remember there was a time where I was executive chef and uh, I had to work during a Christmas holiday. And I remember sitting to my desk and I say to myself, I said, if this is success, I don't want it. Mm. You know, so I wanted to do something more meaningful with my life. Exactly. And uh, I think that Cooks of Hope has given me an avenue to do that. That's awesome. That's wonderful. You know what? What do you do right now with Cooks of Hope? I know that you mentioned that there, you know, there are pop-ups or there are different. You know, in this case, this instance, um, you're uh, aiding with, uh, you know, Chef Jerry and you know, really trying to support some of the family and for that that cause. Uh, what other things uh, does Cooks of Hope actually do? Uh, one of the things that we do is uh, mentor people in recovery. Okay. That's one of the things that, you know, that was always the heart of Cooks of Hope, mm -hmm. and there was no way of getting around that. And uh, uh, that's one of the things that we do. But we also do, we work with uh, a school program uh, that we uh, provide healthy cooking, healthy food to uh, kids. And uh, it's Freedom School okay. out there in uh, Brooklyn Park. Nice. Uh, we worked with them. Uh, we've been working with them for the last, I think, three years now. 
And that's one of the things that we do. Um, but I focus on, on, on mostly uh, working with other people okay. to improve the quality of life. Awesome. You know, in any way that we can. If there's food, if there's uh, having a uh, sit down and talk like we are, what we are doing. No, definitely. Uh, it's anything that we can we, we, we can work together. That's awesome. And that's, you know, that's really important within the community anyway, too, because food, definitely food is important, but I think having an opportunity to sit down and hear someone's story, um, uh, there's a connection there all the time. I know when I say, you know, to listeners or to, you know, audience that uh, food is what connects us and brings us together. Exactly. Uh, and it's such an important part of you know, when we're out in the community, such as what you're doing yourself, uh, it it connects people that you never would think would probably be together, even if it's for the, just those that moment in time. Um, they're able to learn about a person, the reason why a person is actually doing something or feeding the community, but also having an opportunity to enjoy some really great food. So. You know, exactly, the fact exactly. that you know you're doing that is is very commendable, and I know that you're not you know from our brief conversation you're not really like looking for any type of like accolades or anything right. like that, but still, it is something to you know you know bring give you some props actually you know. Yeah, that is the very heart of Cooks of Hope. You know, the name itself went into a lot of thought, right. and that is uh, to bring people together from different backgrounds, any skill set. You know, we have chef that comes in and help us as, at, at a high level. Mm -hmm. And then we have people that comes in that help us to cook noodles. Okay. You know? So it can be from anybody, from someone that know how to boil water, to someone that's working in fine dining, can all come together for a great cause. So that's where the whole name Cooks of Hope come from. Understood. It's important, It's it's. I'm glad that you bring that up too, because I know that I have asked, um, uh, you, you, our, our friend, our mutual friend, Chef Manny, yeah. <laughs> um, about um, volunteerism um, there. I know, I, I don't know if it was specific, I may have asked him specifically about provision, which he did mention that you can go on their website and, and you know see any type of volunteer opportunities as well. But um, when you do have these pop-ups and so forth, are you looking for a specific individuals that have those skill sets, I mean, of course, you have to use a knife or maybe at least be able to chop something or cut up some onions or something like right. that. I mean, but is it, can anyone come and, you know, support, even if it's not financial, um, can they offer, hey, my time or, or something like that? Most um, definitely. Okay. Most definitely. You know, uh, as we're, what we are doing right now is a pop-up for the fundraiser. Right. Uh, uh, we definitely look for volunteer people to come in and support. You know, uh, so it can be at any skill set. Okay, any yeah. that's awesome. Um, when it comes down to uh, the community, do you have uh, a specific type of maybe cuisine or? idea of what you want to actually present to the community because you know as you've probably been in the community and, and probably know not everyone's going to eat everything you know right. from from folks and they're yeah. like ah, i don't know about that I, i'm not i'm not used to seeing that or i'm i've never tasted that before right, so right, no. right. it is kind of hard to be a trendsetter and to uh especially to uh express 
my type of cooking exactly. to a Minnesota crowd. Right. You know, but I have been getting some great feedback and, and which is which is great. But one of the things that I really have a passion for is for people to eat better. Right. You know, but being as a restaurant, as a, a pop up, we have to have some type of pool. So that's where my uh, smoked chicken wings and uh, uh, mac and cheese. There's no substitute for mac and cheese. Heck no. Uh, There's going to be butter. There's going to be the good cheese. It's going to be. It's going to be. A it's going to be hearty. It's going right, to be <laughs> right. So those are the pool. But I also uh, focus on, 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 on people eating better. So I, I use a lot of grain. I use a lot of vegetables. That's awesome. In my in my cooking, um, and uh, I also when I'm doing catering and stuff like that, I have that option of offering them a wellness menu. That's right, good. If they want to do that. You know, one thing I have learned is that you can't make people eat healthy, but you can give them an option. You're right. Exactly. Right? You know, I'm 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 big on using soul food ingredients uh, in a different way. Okay. You know, I grew up on a farm in South Carolina, and, 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 and the thing about it, my grandmothers, my grandmother and my grandfather, you know, they always had the collard greens, and they always have the yams. You know, they, uh, they had a big field, and uh, for me, those are the most nutritionist uh, uh, vegetables on the planet. Okay. Okay? Uh, it's just cooked in a different way right. that that kinds of uh, give it a bad name. So with me, really, do you think so? Yeah, because you know, it's cooked in pork. It's cooked. Okay. Let's take for example, uh, candy yams. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, it has the most yams have the most dense nutritional, yeah. uh, and then it also if you put if you add in sugar and syrup and all those things right, to, to make uh, candy yam, you kind of messing it up. Right, no, you understood. Know? For me, I love some yams, but I can't eat it every day. Right. All right? So I, so what I try to do is use those ingredients in a different way. Okay. You know, to keep them uh, nutritious. Uh, I'm just guessing, and believe me, I'm no chef or cook <laughs> or whatever, but I'm assuming that perhaps baked might uh, be in there or roasted or something yeah, like roasted, that. Yeah, roasted. Okay. Roasted will bring out the sweetness in the in the in the yams. Okay. Uh, uh, and then you know, my wife has a uh, technique when it comes to collard greens. She uses uh, a uh, African technique. All right. And uh, I had some chef in the kitchen uh, over the past two weeks, and they taste those collard greens. And, and they absolutely <laughs> this veggie base, right. no meat in there. Okay. So she put a lot of love in them, and also she has this uh, African refried beans that's uh, is a uh, completely plant based and is just out of this world. I I say to myself when I was in South Africa and I first tasted them, I told myself I let people need to taste this. All right. All right. Just uh, absolutely amazing. Okay. All right. I, you know, there's a number of people that I will, as you probably know and are familiar, that in the community that are more plant-based and, you know, they're looking for these different options and everything. And exactly. Heck yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Cooks of Hope uh, definitely has an opportunity for you to eat better, yeah. eat, eat, uh, much more healthier. You know, the, the options are there. So, and that's... I'm a visual person, and I think mm -hmm. a number of people are. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at the photos um, that you are, all are sharing online, I'm like, that looks really good. And I can tell that a lot of it is 
more, as you mentioned, grains, right. vegetables, and so forth. Not, there's meat, there's, there's some meat. protein or, exactly. or whatever, but you do see, and it's, again, as a visual person, I like color, and I like things that are mixed together, yeah. or whatever, to a certain extent. Yeah. That's another another topic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it look, they look wonderful, and so it, it's a draw. Uh, and to hear you explain it right now about what your technique is and your style of cooking, that's really uh, appreciated, appreciated within the community and just within this conversation. Um, what, how, I'm going to be very uh, personal in a sense, but not like that. Okay, yeah. um, when you met your, your wife, um, what did you all did you have this idea of coming together and, and doing um cooks of hope or cooking together or not not at all okay you know uh, cooks of hope uh now you could tell me if i'm being yeah. too personal or whatever yeah, no, 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 okay. not at all you know uh she is an amazing woman first of all and uh we didn't have no idea of coming together and cook okay you know it was just uh something that happened organically and uh, she's just an amazing person to me. But what had happened was, <laughs> when I did go over to South Africa, and she had this whole spread, all right, it just gave me that nostalgia of how my family was on a Sunday okay. afternoon. You know, and that's kind of how I visit South Africa was, it's, it's like a family member going from one house to the other house to eating food and and to see the That's whole wonderful. spread, mm. you know, it was soul food in its original form, in my in my opinion, you know, it was kind of like I'm tasting something that has a familiar taste that I never tasted before, and I know it sounds kind of strange. No, it does not. But that's what I taste when I went over there, and uh, and I thought I was like, wow, maybe. We could work together <laughs> and tell our story, you know. So it came about from me tasting the food okay. and experiencing the hospitality over there. That what made me thought about like, well, we could come together. And then you know, my wife, she she uh she went to school for nursing. She okay. has a nursing degree. She, she didn't have no idea of being a cook. Or even helping me and providing out and providing for me. large groups of people. Right. And so and we evolved over time, and she was saying like, "Well, maybe we can come together." And you know, for me, it is telling our story through food. And I think that uh, from uh, from the continent of Africa to the Caribbeans to the Carolinas, it just all comes together. That's and awesome. to me, it comes together through mostly grains and rice. Okay. You know. So yeah. No, that's that's wonderful. Um and it's, it's I'm sitting over here. I know you all can't see me, but he can see me. But I'm like grinning from ear to ear because I'm just thinking of all the things that, uh, questions and, and so forth. This conversation could actually way go into. Uh -huh. You know, it was it was exciting to hear how you were describing it. You know, you went you know to South Africa uh, and the way that you described it was going from like one house to another or. Like a fam as though like a family a member, yes. family member, you know, going from one home yeah. to another, and then still seeing how you can. I'm quite sure it was flavorful. It had 
I'm just gonna, don't be mad. It had seasoning <laughs> and everything right. because here in the Midwest, uh-huh. but that's another t- topic. But we'll touch on it. Uh-huh. We need to add some more seasoning into things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it still it was just exciting. And that's a whole other conversation. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Because when I to... first came here, I was working in corporate America, and I had to learn every style of cooking there was right. because we was providing food for a diverse group, group of people. Right. You know, uh, when I wanted to add my touches, my soul food touches, that was like, no, no, we don't do that here. Uh, mm, so, wow. uh, right now, so now I have a... Full control! <laughs> to, uh, and I think that, and I think that over time, uh, uh, those environment is evolving right exactly because they need to evolve they have to evolve because we are serving such a diverse group of people no definitely yeah. plus it's helping open the eyes of folks uh, broadening the taste buds or palates of mm-hmm. individuals that probably thought oh no that's going to be too salty or that's going to have this or that's mm-hmm. going to have that it's like no not if you have you have you tried it yet? Uh, no, yeah. but try it, and yeah. then you'll see it's not too salty. It doesn't have all the fat and this and that. It still could taste good. So exactly, it, there's that opportunity right there. Thank you so exactly. much for saying yes. all this, because man, I mean, these are conversations that I do have with other uh, chefs or guests that are on the show, and just even people that aren't chefs and they're just interested in need to have more seasonings here in, in, right, right, in right, the Midwest or the Twin Cities. So that's that's awesome. Um, have there been a lot of places in the Twin Cities, like restaurants that you've actually worked under or at? No, no. Uh, I, when I moved here from South Carolina, I mean, I came from restaurants and I came from resorts and okay. stuff like that. Uh, but when I came to Minnesota, uh, I was introduced to uh, corporate dining. Okay. which I fell in love with because it was an environment where I really uh, needed to be in at the time. Okay. All right. It was a Monday through Friday uh, type thing, and uh, my faith, you know, I wanted to be in the house of God. Of course. You know, during those days where I needed to be. And still be available with your spirituality. And still I was able to do cooking. I was still to do so. And then to be off on holidays with your family and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, uh, for me, uh, corporate down is just something that I just fell in love with. It worked out well. That's awesome. And, And that's understandable. You know, it's, I guess I don't have, I don't, I have not had a lot of guests on that, that has been their focus. Mm-hmm. They are, they definitely want to, and there's nothing wrong with that at mm-hmm. all. But you, I think, are probably one of the first individuals that really talked about, you know, wanting to. Your spirituality is important to you, yes. and definitely with your your culture, you have family, you know, and yeah. that you want to also build up as well. Um, you want to make sure that. You know where your priorities are. Exactly. You know. Exactly. There's, you know, there's things that's more important than where you work, in my opinion. About it is the quality of the work. It's the quality of the work environment that really means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And with Cooks of Hope, you know, that exactly, you know, what I want that atmosphere to be. You know, a, uh, a atmosphere where anybody can come in and help. Okay. 
that's awesome. Man, that's, this talk has been really, really great. You know, I, again, I really appreciate um, you taking the time to sit down with me and tell us a whole lot more about you as a person, but also about um, what you're doing for the community uh, regard, uh, using um, Cooks of Hope, um, which is, you know, it sounds wonderful. It sounds fabulous. Thank you. Admittedly, you know, we've already had this conversation. Yep. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I haven't had your food yet, uh -huh. and I am looking forward to it. Not just because you are here, and I'm right. telling you that, but it has been something that has been on my mind anyway. Right. So I, I really am looking forward to it. We're not done with the conversation, but I would like you to probably, is there some social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or something like that, that you'd like to share with people? Yes. Uh, people can follow me on uh, Chef J. Paul on Instagram, and also Eat Cooks of Hope on Instagram. Also on Facebook, you can follow me on Eat Cooks of Hope. Awesome. Perfect. Um, is there the event or the pop-up itself? Uh, what days are the? Is it on or? Yeah. So the pop-ups is do is uh, every Saturday, uh, from 11 to 7 p.m. and that is Provision Kitchen, which has given us a a, a space to uh, express our story, and uh, I'm so thankful for that for that place. Right. Uh, it's just given us uh, uh, the provision for the vision. Yeah, that's, you know? that's important <laughs> to say. No, that's very important to yes. say. Um, provision, I believe, I was looking up the address, actually. They are located, I think... Uh, 2940 Harriet Avenue. Exactly. Yeah, okay, it's right on the, right on the skirt, outskirt of Uptown and Lynn, Lynn and Lake. Okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. Um, there was another topic that we said that we were going to actually talk about. and Not so much the politics or, or anything, but I'll leave it to you. What food thing or food equity or accessibility topic would you like to kind of like touch on, you know, while we're having this conversation? Something that really interests you. And again, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, that's okay. Just, um, I'm, I, I'm, I always stay ready for that. Yeah. You know, because uh, one of the things that I see is the lack of investment in black-owned businesses, okay. especially a business like myself. You know, uh, for me, it would be to get high-interest loans. And uh, from my experience dealing with student loans, I don't want to go that route. So with me, I'm a big advocate for investment in black businesses. Okay. You know, I would like to be used as a case study. You know, what would happen if you would invest in a black business like me and to see what would happen with a with a uh, business like mine, mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the things that uh, um, because it's not so much of a handout, you know, I would say it was it would be a hand up right. for me, you know, because you know coming from uh, working in corporate America, you know, every position that I forgot, you know, I had to really be the best of the best, and I had to work the hardest. You know, and I always say, you know, maybe someone can probably outthink me, but from my work ethic, Performance. you would not outwork me. Mm. You know, so that was the mindset that I went into, went, went in, and uh, you know, I just learned that, uh, especially as a business owner, you know, you have to put in the work. Of course. And uh, and sometimes, you know, you're looking for some type of investment in your business you know um, so yeah that's my that's my big thing 
is a, a, I think there needs to be more investment in black businesses. Okay. You know. No, no, no. That's perfect. I didn't mean to cut you off or anything like yeah. that. If you had another point that you wanted to add, um, but uh, there's that's so. What what do you think would actually help or get a business that opportunity or even get yourself? Let's put it more personal. Well, I mean, for me, I don't think that you know I'm I'm looking for anything from. The government, mm. you know, I think that you know, working with like-minded people, which I have some people in my corner that share my mindset also. Okay. You know, what would happen if you would give a person like me an opportunity, you know, to uh, like to go at your business like money is not a obstacle. Right. Okay. You go at it like you already have the money. All right, and to have people to come alongside you and invest in you. Okay. You know, we're not asking for $100,000, but we're looking for something, you know, 5000 10000 okay. As we grow, you know, you can see where the money is going as we grow, you know. And then from there, I mean, there's a lot of things can happen from that, you know. Like our Good Works program, you know, we constantly looking for ways to do good work. Okay. You know, that is the outcome. It's not just a profit. And also, you know, we're looking for, you know, to improve people's lives through eating eating better. You know, I'm not I'm not all about, you know, eating healthy, but what about just eating better? You know, uh, so I'm a big advocate for wellness, wellness Wednesday. You know, that's a one day a week where you just focus on eating healthy that one day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can even reset on Wednesday. Right. I pick Wednesday because it's kind of like it's in the middle of the week. You know, you have your time to plan. And uh, I think that uh, for me, uh, wellness, wellness Wednesday is just a good starting point or it's a good resetting point. That's awesome. That's great. Do you ever think that you would be interested in having a brick and mortar? I mean, your own brick and mortar? I mean, because... Definitely, like you mentioned, um, provision is providing a space, an opportunity for you to definitely share your food and feed the community, um, as well as provide support in situations um, you know, with um, Chef Jerry uh, and, and others for mm-hmm. Quite Show for the Future. Mm-hmm. But it, has that been something that you would be interested in, or do you feel like you really want to focus on food, telling your story before going into that? Well, well, well definitely, you know, uh, uh, having a brick and mortar is one of the uh, goals that we set out to do. Uh, but one of, the, one of the things that we wanted to do is to, to go slow. Okay. All right? Uh, uh, and There's nothing wrong with that. No. And, and we want to go slow because we want to make sure that we can keep up with the growth. Exactly. You know, and, uh, and that all comes from making sure that we are providing quality food and quality service to our customers. Uh, for me, my next step would be a food truck. I just look at that, a food truck as its ownership. Okay. You know, and I'm big on ownership. You know, uh, uh, one of the things that I saw that my grandfather did was he owned land. Okay. And I 
so how that leaves a legacy for his kids, his grandkids. So I'm big on ownership. Okay. You know? So uh, ownership of a food truck and eventually gradually get into ownership of a brick and mortar. Got it. And there, and that's the reason why I, because some folks they feel that they want to just jump right into getting into the brick and mortar. I think that's a wonderful way to sure make sure that you are maintaining or can maintain mm-hmm. the steps that you mentioned you know you're going from here is I'm sharing a space or I'm collaborating with a, a, a organization that's giving me the space to cook my food mm-hmm. now I can progress into something else where it's my own uh, even though it's on a, a little bit larger scale but still smaller than the brick and mortar which is a food truck and then continuing on from there no that's I think that's a wonderful step in progression. Uh, for any business, and you, hello, I, I don't need to tell you or remind you or anything yeah. like that, but you know, it's a great business model, I think, you know, especially considering the times that we're living in right now. Exactly. I mean, and maybe that's probably a, a good segue aside from, you know, and I know you mentioned it before, how are you able to maintain during the We've been in COVID for almost a year now. You know, yeah. how how are you able to do that? Yeah. Well, I can tell you, um, I was working, you know, at the state capitol okay. uh, when COVID hit. You okay. know, I ran the uh, Department of Human Services. They have a cafe there. All right. Uh, so when that hit, Cook Support was on. I would say a pause. Okay. Okay. Um, and as soon as COVID hit, I thought in my mind that people are going to need help, you know. So that was a that was the first thought in my mind when COVID hit, you know. So when this whole thing happened with George Floyd, you know, that motivated me to relaunch Cook Support. So we relaunched back in September okay. in the heart of COVID. Yes. Okay, and uh, it was just a space for us to provide meals for people who really need it. I told my wife, I don't know if we're gonna make money. Mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, but I feel like this is where we need to be. Cooks of Hope need to be in the middle of the storm providing help. I didn't know how it was gonna evolve, you know? But what I learned was, is that people showed up so much with uh, support, right? You know, and uh, we was able to uh, survive uh, through that. And now it just seems like we are getting uh, more and more customers and more and more uh, uh, feedback that people are saying that you know we're so thankful that you are here. You know, one uh, we did uh, free meals for kids during the Christmas holiday. And uh, there was one woman that almost brought me to tears. She was just so happy that we was able to provide just a small snippet right. of love to her kids, you know. And she was telling me how hard it was. So, and I say to myself, this is where Cooks of Hope need to be. I don't know exactly how we're gonna uh, uh, make it make it work, but for somehow, somehow, it working. It's working. I love the fact that you're saying you're make uh, that you're, you're not sure, sure how you're going to make it work. Um, whereas some, I hear I would hear from some folks, I don't know how I'm going to be profitable. Do you do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I'm I'm not yeah. saying that you're not looking to 
sustain yourself or whatever, but the fact that you're thinking of how I'm going to continue to make this work. Because in my mindset, you're thinking of the community and how can I how can I maintain this so that I can continue helping the community right. and feeding the community because right. this there is a need out there. Even though, yes, restaurants are slowly, slowly coming back, opening up and so forth, there's still, you know, certain neighborhoods may not have the ability to have a big-time restaurant open up and everything like that. Right. Or people in the neighborhood may not have the opportunity and the ability to go to a restaurant or pay for I'm going to go to this brick and mortar or whatever. You know, I'm not trying to take anything away from many that that can do that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, here folks are on unemployment. You know, some folks are waiting for stimulus checks and and so forth to be able to pay their bills, pay for their living, you know, space, you know, rent, pay for a car, things like that. So to, to be able to go out to a restaurant or go to some place seems more of a luxury rather than but here you're providing something that's within the community that is i i've seen the prices mm-hmm. they're affordable mm-hmm. so it's not like you know absorbing it or anything like that you know a family could go there and just have something very substantial right. to feed their family healthy you know or you know that's really good for them I and mean, you see and nutritious and not have to worry about, oh, I'm going to break the bank or, damn, we just kind of like spent rent or half a rent or something <laughs> like that. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think it's, it, wordings t- to me, I mean, we, we live in a time right now where wording, your words, mean quite a bit. Right. And, you know, to, to hear you say, you know, I'm, I want us to see how this is going to work rather than, damn, how am I going to be profitable with this? means I think it means a lot it, to me I know it does and I'm not even part of your, part of your business plan yeah. or anything but just to hear right. it I think folks are I read into that as this is a person that's looking for, out for the community and he wants to continue that so gosh thank you very yeah, much yeah thank you I, I mean I, and, and, and one of the things that I have seen I have seen I mean you know some of the chefs are real heroes Right. In this community, mm-hmm. uh, in their community, uh, there's a chef uh, named Dario Johnson in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he has really uh, uh, motivated me to just do good, good works. Right. You know, and I have seen a lot of chefs in the Twin Cities step it up. You know, uh, to do good works. You know, and uh, I'm just going to want to give a shout out to all those chefs that really step it up because what I saw is. The very heart of hospitality. Right. You know, uh, we couldn't. You know, usually people come to us and we in, in, into our house and we show them hospitality. But what I have seen is people, uh, chef in general, has uh, really expressed their hospitality outward. Going out into the community, right. looking at ways. What can I do within the community exactly. to help? And, and exactly. I, I agree with you. I mean, it as difficult as it was to see, you know, the need that was out there. It was also wonderful to see the the support from the the chefs or from the, the culinary world, if you would. That you know, everyone folks started to come together and everything. You're like, wow, you know, here this chef is over here and. You know, one place is offering like, I don't know, 
uh, food for mm -hmm. free or, yeah. or whatever or some places like well we're gonna cook you know out in the community and again the good example of being out there in George Ford like with um, Chef Jerry being out there at the corner in the heart of it where or folks folks did need food folks needed sustenance and right. you know the the support and everything yes. all of that is is just an amazing thing to see so I hear what you're saying about and that's great that you mentioned that folks do come into a restaurant and look for that hospitality and you know definitely chefs and the restaurants and so forth are showing that but then when it came time for the need for the community chefs then went on on the exactly. outside you know of yeah. their basically out of their comfort zone because I'm quite sure I'm quite sure that many were probably like I don't know what, how we're gonna make this work but you're yeah. gonna try to make it work in exactly. whatever way possible exactly. but again yeah. it also showed um, community building exactly because there were what businesses that were coming like okay well I got uh, a half a pallet of such and such that I don't want to spoil and I know that you're out there doing some good exactly. work yeah. Can you use it? Sure. You know, here's another place over here. It's like, well, I got vegetables. Here, you know, yeah. it. You know what it reminds me of? And I know it's it's corny, but I'm I'm sorry, I'm that age. And yeah. you know, it, there's a story called what Stone Soup, and you've probably heard of it, or maybe not, or I don't know if you have. <laughs> but, but okay, it was it's a little corny, yes. But I'm just saying that when it came down to you know, there was a village. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna really quick. There's a little village, and there was this woman that you know, I don't know. She realized that in the community that there was like people weren't talking, people weren't helping. She she was poor too, so she was like, okay, stone soup. I'm gonna start this, and she put a stone in some water or whatever. And then people were like, what is this woman doing? And all of a sudden. You know, she's in there stirring, and the little girl comes up and says, Hey, you know, what are you making? Oh, I'm making stone soup. But I think it would be great if I had some potatoes. Uh -huh. You know, it would taste even there better. And then somebody yeah. is like, Well, I have some potatoes. Oh, wow. I think it will taste better if it had some onions. Yeah. You know, I, you, you know yeah. I'm sorry. I know yeah. I'm being a little corny about no, that, no, but no, you see what but I'm but saying? I understand that. Exactly. You know, it's amazing what people can do when they come together. Right. The community. And what, 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 what was the thing? that we talked about uh, maybe I don't, can't remember if we talked about it while we you know in the middle of our conversation but food brings people together yes. community you know it shows um, I don't know what I, I know what I'm thinking of but I'm just saying that it really compels people to um, their empathy uh, you know thinking of other people even though some folks may uh, some may not be out there but at least they'll be able to see it visually for themselves they're like dang this community is really coming together exactly you know exactly and, and so i think that that's what um, um especially the twin cities yes all right because you know civil unrest yes it really hit hard here oh gosh all right but it we can be a beacon of hope to the whole world yeah when they see that minneapolis can uh heal first we need to heal and we uh, all come together in unity, you know, and uh, just help your brother out. Right. You know, I think that we can be a beacon of hope to the whole world. Well, hello. That's why, <laughs> That's one of the reasons why Cooks of Hope is here. Exactly. And and definitely, you know, we are the community is so thankful. And I'm gonna make a, on air a promise to you that I will come 
to cook some hope and have some food. And I'm not just saying that just because you're here on my show. Please hold me to it. I mean, you have my information. Yes. Be like, hey, when are you coming by? I need you to come by and have some food. Yo, that's not going to be a problem. Trust me. I have a recording. <laughs> it is on record. It is recorded, folks. So the community is going to also hold me to it, too. They're going to be like, hey, have you been over to Cook Some Hope yet and uh, supported Chef Jay Paul? I'm going. I am going. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir, for being here. I really do appreciate it. I, I I hope you know how much I appreciate you taking the time out to sit down with me. This and was fun. That's good. Yeah. That's what I wanted yeah. to make it. I always want to make it fun, you know. That's what the Unbougie Foodie is about. <laughs> Having these types of conversations and everything, knowing that it is about the community and finding individuals such as yourself that is out in the community and telling their stories through food. You know, I'm looking forward to hearing more stories, you know, even for even in the future that you're going to be able to tell with your food, with your insight and opinions on things. So I hope you will have an opportunity to come back or at least share your viewpoints with us at a later time. Um, sure. Yeah. No well, problem. You know, it was great being here. Good. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, on that note, I am, we're going to take a little break and we will be back. Thank you all for sitting down and, you know, just taking a few moments to, you know, sit down with the unbougie footie, y'all. Uh, we'll be right back. Tune into my show, The Unboozy Foodie, each week as I offer my reviews and suggestions of new and exciting food spots in Eastside St. Paul and the surrounding areas. Saturdays at 10 a.m. only on WEQI, the voice of the Eastside. And there you have it, folks. That was actually a wonderful uh wonderful interview that I had with Chef Jay Paul and once again I want to encourage you uh, if you're interested in finding out more um, definitely visit they have a Facebook page that is available uh, Eat Cooks of Hope is their Facebook page but if you're interested in finding out specifically where they are for instance today uh, and as I mentioned it's going to be what in the next 10 yeah about 10 minutes from now um they are going to be uh, offering food through Provision. Uh, Provision is Provision Community Restaurant, and I wanted to give you the full name. Uh, it is at 2940 Harriet Avenue South, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55408. Uh, they also have a specific um, website um, uh, associated uh, with Provision, so that's provisioncommunity.org uh, to find out more about provision but specifically eat cooks of hope um, huge shout out to chef jo uh, Jay Paul um, Johnson for joining me yesterday and just giving us an opportunity to find out more about his organization what he does him personally and you know what motivates him to do what he he does for the community and within the community as well I want to remind you that the event that they are offering or that they are are putting on today, uh, the pop-up, uh, once again, it is from 11 to 7 p.m. And it is in collaboration to raise awareness for Chef Jerry Evans, who had uh, a, a major medical um, crisis occur. Uh, and his family needs help. 
and uh, you know as I mentioned um, I sh- you know within our conversation there from what I understand and just from other uh, individuals from in, within the community they are not a family that is seeking like money in, in in that sense you know what I mean it is more of they need the support they want to make sure that they are sustaining themselves but more importantly medical bills are are at the forefront in trying to make sure that um you know chef jerry gets better and recovers um fully so that that is really important so try to make sure um you uh, make it down to um you know the event that is being put together um or put on by uh, eat cooks of hope uh in collaboration with buddy boy fine uh, barbecue that is going to be at Provision Community Restaurant. Once again, that address is 2940 Harriet Avenue South, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55408. So, yeah. Dang, folks, you know, yesterday when we were having when we were recording the show, um the time went by so fast. I, I you know, we were talking and you know, he had you know stuff that he had to do yesterday but it was we were just talking and you know i wanted to give him an opportunity to share his viewpoint on things that were uh important to him um aside from uh, us you know me asking him questions and us learning more about uh cooks of hope so i'm i'm glad that he really took the time uh to just share with us you know, it's really important that we hear from uh, these stories, uh, understanding why a chef. For me, I'll say I enjoy that. And I hope that, you know, through this platform that you know you enjoy it as well. You want to hear what motivates a chef to do something or finding out, you know, how did they come to this time in their life where they felt that I needed to have. I needed to do more for the community or I needed to uh, feed the community in whatever sense of the word. Uh, so that's the type of those are the type of things that I really want to help relay or share with you all. Um, these moments of experiences that they bring to the table. Um, I think it enlightens us. It gives us a a better perspective and appreciation for what they do. Yes, admittedly, there are some, possibly a number of chefs or you know restaurants that are just like I'm just trying to he- feed the people or or whatever. That's all good. But what about those that are really looking out for the community too? When we have um, scenarios or situations where the community is in need of a food. Uh, like we talked about that that hospitality is that hospitality being demonstrated you know on an outward basis or out in the community because yeah it's all well uh, and nice when you know people are coming to you and you could show that within your space you know and you're like this is what I envision for my space and and what I do in you know my brick and mortar or you know even your food truck or whatever but still what happens when you know there is a need in the community 
are you willing to step up and be a leader, a community leader, um, feeding the people and showing that hospitality? Because as much as you want folks to come into your business and show that they care about your business and, you know, even about the cuisine that you're making, I think it's important for um, chefs, if they really feel it in their heart to do so, to go out into the community and show that they care about the community, too, especially in times of need uh, or uh, when they see a need. And honestly, it doesn't even have to be a, a huge you know, platform or something that has to be truly advertised and, oh, we're doing this and, and so and so. Sometimes it could be just, hey, I, I want to host a family or, uh, you know, maybe a, a family of 10, you know what I mean? And just feed the that family for the evening or, or something like that. Start small. And that's with any of us, no matter what it is. Um, realize that you can start small it doesn't have to be on a grand scale um you never know you might find that ultimately when you start small and some folks hear about it they're willing to help step in and then it could you know turn into something a bit more more grand but do what you're able to do uh and definitely let it be from the heart um but also let it be you know because you really care about the community um, again, I got to say, I appreciate that he talked about, um, you know, how is he going to make certain things work? You know, when I asked him about, you know, maybe having a brick and mortar or, um, you know, when he talked about a food truck, um, I thought it was very noble of him and modest um, to talk in that frame of mind of I want to make sure that this is able to work within the community and not just simply focus on, well, how can I, what kind of profit can I actually have or, or can I make? Um, yeah, it's important because people have to pay bills and sustain themselves. But, you know, when your mindset is caring about the community, that's just going to all fall into place. That silence and then the music at the end <laughs> means that we've come to the end of the show. Oh, my goodness. Thank you all so much for uh sitting down with me you know the umbuji foodie remember i'm here every saturday at 10 a.m right here on 104.7 fm weqylp st paul until next time people i want to encourage you as always never to let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because it is food that brings us together our communities need to be strengthened hello and that's why we're called communities so definitely focus on that and until next time taste it sit on down with the unbuja food day